What movie emptied every pet shop in England of snakes? I'm Joe Fulgen. Lighthouse Keeper on Snake Island. Deadliest job in the world. I'm Kevin Leeson. What's first prize in the Rattlesnake Rodeo beauty pageant? Hint. I'm Torn Atkinson. Tonight on Caustic Caustic Soda. Snakes. 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 That is the subject of today's Caustic Soda Podcast. Welcome, listeners. I want to thank all the people out there who have chosen to visit us here at Caustic Soda. (laughs) What I can tell you about snakes, the word origin of snake. (laughs) Snakes aren't that funny, Joe. This is a serious business. Snakes. Well, just ask any herpetologist. Is that snake scientists or herpetologists? Yeah, that's right. Ooh. Snake is Old English <laughs> to crawl, creeping thing, circa 1300. Serpent in Latin is to creep, serpentum. Okay. Phobia of snakes is ophidiophobia. So a herpetologist and an ophidiophobia, not herpetophobia? I guess not. Well, it's really strange. What, you're, you're, you're confused that the English language does not make sense? It's not consistent. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Whoa, some... back up. Here's the pinup. Ooh, what the heck Ew. is that? Extensive tissue necrosis of the lower limb of some poor, unfortunate 11-year-old boy in Ecuador. Oh, my God. Who was bitten two weeks earlier by a Bothrops asper. The degree of necrosis is sufficiently severe that some form of surgical amputation above the knee would have to be. Well, yeah. I would say so. It would be inevitable. Yeah. You know, Dr. House is going to have to stop complaining about the pain in his leg after seeing that. It's pretty gruesome. Mm. It looks like his leg is made out of cotton candy that's gone moldy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some sort of moldy food. It's uh, it's almost oh, so disturbing that it's not disturbing. You know, like it looks like a prop in a movie. It kind of looks like a zombie leg. Like they're making yeah. making up his leg and they're working their way up with the makeup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So turn him into a total zombie. Yeah. Oh, it's horrifying. That that's a positive thought actually. It's just makeup. <laughs> now, where do snakes <laughs> live? Uh, they uh, some of them burrow in holes. It's true. Some they're- of them live in trees. That is very also uh, true. Some in the ocean. Are, are the ocean. we talking? I, I think. Are you talking geographically? Because they live pretty much everywhere. Except they live for, everywhere except, except for Antarctica. For the, for, except for the cold. Yeah. Uh, flying snakes. Any flying snakes? Yep. They're flying snakes. They extend they, their ribs. They're not really flying so much. They're, they're gliding. gliding. Same way as flying right. squirrels they, yeah, they are le- gliding. Squirrels. They leap from tree to tree. Oh wow! And they spread out their ribs to make, sort of make a kind of a demi wing. I guess you might. Call I can't <laughs> say that I fear snakes. I, I don't like spiders very much, but snakes don't bother me a bit. Yeah. But I'll tell you, if I saw one flying over my head, right, I might utter the phrase, that's the craziest fucking thing I've ever Look, seen. Look, up in the sky. Yeah. It's a bird. It's a, is that a snake? There are also jumping snakes. In what way? Like jumping. bounding? Yeah. They, well, they like jump up. I okay. watched a video of a snake jumping to catch flies. It actually really? really, like, gets all the way off the ground. Is it just an extension of snapping? You know, you see the cobra or something snap at something. Is it leaping snake just snapping so hard that it gets airborne? It, does, it doesn't, like, doesn't like coil up into the thing and then go, it's not that kind of a jumping. <laughs> it, it certainly would ha- it would hurt his hunting if he made that noise. <laughs> his ability to the, you know, spring, uh, hamper his ability to catch a, a hapless victim, I think. Snakes live in caves. 
as yep. well. Okay. Okay, got they, it. They uh, perch on ledges and uh, snatch out at passing bats. Pa- <laughs> passing bats is the name of my jazz fusion band. What's the largest snake, Kevin? Uh, living largest snake, anaconda. Agree or disagree, Joe? Uh, depends on if you're talking about length or overall mass. I'm going to agree with him for length. Is it one of the boas for... Uh, Actually, the reticulated for... python is the longest uh, snake at nine meters, whereas the anaconda is the most massive ah. snake. Ah. I got that mixed up. But the biggest snake ever that they know of is Titanoboa, 42 feet long. That's 12 to 15 meters. That's basically twice the length of uh, the anaconda. I read about the Titanoboa on one of my favorite websites called badassoftheweek.com. He profiled the Titanoboa as one of the badassiest animals that have ever lived. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those pictures of, of anacondas that are like strangulating uh, crocodiles and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, no, not a crocodile. I've never seen one doing it to a crocodile. Well, you've missed out. Uh, YouTube? Is that where we'd find that sort of thing? Yeah, you can find everything on YouTube, it seems. Well, except, except <laughs> There's porn. actually a very... Uh, one of the hardest things in researching this was getting past the made-up pictures of that said there was a snake who had eaten a person, but it was, in fact, right. just a and just bunch has, of random pictures. And it just has this totally are... human-shaped outline inside it. <laughs> well, stuff like that, Not yeah. Not up at all. So you've got to be careful. Yeah, a lot of, lot of Use your critical thinking when you're browsing for pictures of man-eating snakes. Now, snake, <laughs> snakes are all carnivorous, right? They're not no vegetarian snakes herbivorous snakes not that i know of no which uh, there are a lot of excellent videos out there of uh, snakes eating large things because as everyone knows they dislocate their jaw and then they kind of zigzag their body yeah seesaw if you will over their victim where there would be an antelope or a boar or whatever so uh, i was watching uh, this video of um, a snake eating swallowing something ginormous and you can see that it's so big that it actually tears the side of the snake. Oh. But apparently snakes are very good at repairing that kind of damage. They're very good at healing. Right. So that's wow. kind of par for the course if you're, a, if you're an anaconda. If you're going for a goat <laughs> yeah. or something else, yeah. of perhaps even neighborhood child-like size. Yeah, and we'll get to that a little later. <laughs> but first I want to talk about Snake Island. Have you guys heard of this place? I believe that's where the guy from uh, Escape from New York is from. This is an island called... Kiamada Grande. It's a 110-acre island off the coast of Brazil. There is one snake for every pace in places. For every, for every human foot length. For every foot length, you will find a fair de lance, a specific type of fair de lance called the golden lance head. That sounds like a venomous snake. It is a venomous snake, in fact. Uh, so the Brazilian Navy actually bans civilians from uh, going onto the island because it's so full of snakes. Though sometimes uh, scientists are uh, basically receive waivers. And as we all know from our poison episode, there are no such things as poisonous snakes. They're all venomous. Venomous. Well said. According to David Attenborough, the BBC wildlife episode, snakes, I think it may be called... <laughs> How very creative of them. It's said that the last 11 fishermen who landed on the island all died within hours. Within hours? Yeah. Well, for every time you put your foot down, there's a snake to bite it. I In places, would, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's actually a lighthouse there, but it's no longer occupied. That would be the worst job ever. You live in a lighthouse <laughs> on, on an island, island so of populated with snakes that you can't step yeah. outside without one of them biting you. Deadliest snakes? Deadliest as in the ones that kill the most people or have the most powerful poison. Well, that's a good point because there are actually many lists of like top ten deadliest snakes out there, yeah. but mm-hmm. they're all they're all different because it really depends on how you define it. Yeah. So maybe we'll just talk about a few of the deadliest snakes that kind of make all the lists. Because doesn't the uh, the <clears throat> king cobra kills the most people? Doesn't it? it I think be. you're wrong. Uh, I'm going to say you're wrong. Oh, okay. I don't know what the correct answer is. <laughs> I'm going to say you're wrong. Just well, out of spite. 
<laughs> the king cobra lives in India yeah, primarily. That's and, true. And it's a very populated country. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, from a Sherlock Holmes deductive logic kind of go, I'm going to go, I'm right. Elementary. Please. My dear uh, Kevin. Well, you, maybe you can check uh, causticsodapodcast.com to, for any uh, amendments. Um, but I can tell you about the king cobra that does live in Asia. Uh, in Burma, king cobras are often used by the female snake charmers. And uh, they can get up to 18 and a half feet long. The thing about king cobras is they deliver much larger quantities of venom than most other venomous snakes. Right. Not necessarily the most powerful venom, but a bucket load. Exactly. And so death usually occurs between 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, it attacks the victim's central nervous system. How would you think you feel after you were bitten by a king cobra? I'm going to go with burning sensation. Severe pain. Right. Blurred vision. Okay. Vertigo, drowsiness, and the ever-present paralysis. Common theme in snake envenomations. It sounds like I get bit by a king cobra on my birthday every year, because the next morning I feel exactly like that. <laughs> Perhaps you should stop putting uh, cobras into your birthday cake, sir. <laughs> or, you know, cobra venom, anyway. Snake cake, as we call it. Uh, <laughs> cobra venom makes the best icing. The black mamba in Africa. One of the fastest snakes and most aggressive. Oh, fast and aggressive. That's not a good combo. Like for somebody who doesn't want to get bit exactly, by a snake. No, exactly. I'm good with slow and aggressive. <laughs> I'm going to get you, you son of a bitch. Tomorrow. <laughs> like mummies. You know, mummies yeah. are slow and Mummies aggressive. and zombies. So yeah. if you ever wake up, you've got a tingling sensation in your mouth, confusion, fever, foaming at the mouth Wait, and nose, con- loss of muscle control, and eventual suffocation due to respiratory paralysis, you may have been bitten by a black mamba. Wow, confusion. I like the fact that confusion is one of the symptoms. Why am I foaming from the mouth? This next uh, delicious snake is pretty much top of most of the lists. The Taipan in Australia. The Taipan? Yeah. Sounds like a Chinese name. Venom neurotoxins are 50 times more than the cobra, which can kill 100 men. Or 250,000 mice with a single bite. I don't know how we get 250,000 mice in, in his a, mouth. In his <laughs> mouth. That is some really long fangs. That yeah. is a definitely it's an like a huge skewer of mice. Poke, poke through 125,000 mice. 250,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, each, with, each, with fang. each fang, yeah. Gotcha. No, absolutely. <laughs> that would definitely be an articulating jaw. Squeak, 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 mm-hmm. squeak, squeak. Again, venom will kill an adult human in about 45 minutes. Now, is is that the most venomous? Or because I, I that thought is the, the most venomous as far I as I. I thought the sea snake was the most venomous. Oh, you might be right, but. Here's why it's not deadly. doesn't attack people. Yeah, but why does it have such deadly venom if it doesn't attack things with it? It doesn't attack humans. Oh. It eats fish. It, really? Yeah. Are fish that poison-resistant that they need the most powerful poison on the planet to kill itself a snapper? Yes. Well, well who knew? Clearly. <laughs> okay, so I found some information on sea snakes and their venom. Snee snakes? Snee snakes. Sea, sa- sea snakes. You have uh, to talk actually, in the microphone, though. They actually don't always uh, inject venom when they bite. It's choice? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It says uh, it says here when a bite occurs, it is rare for such venom to be injected. So then why does it have it? I don't get it. See? You know, it's nice to have. Do you guys know what coagulopathy is? I'm going with it some sort of blood thing. Yes? I'm going to say that it's a poison or a venom that makes your blood turn solid and thicken so that it Ooh, no, no. Works. I'm going to go the exact opposite. It doesn't allow it to coagulate, so you continue to bleed forever. Okay. Kevin is right on this one. Oh. Some Australian lapins and most viper envenomations will cause coagulopathy, the lack of clotting. Sometimes so severe that a person may bleed spontaneously from the mouth, nose, and even old, seemingly healed wounds. So it's a condition that you get as a result of a bite. Yes. That Let's say yes to that. <laughs> Internal organs may bleed, including the brain and intestines, Ooh. and will cause bruising of the victim's skin. Oh, 
Uh, bleeding in the brain and the intestines. Some Australian elapids, almost all vipers and all snee snakes, snee again, <laughs> again the again, snee, the snee snakes. snakes, cause necrosis of muscle tissue. And that's that little boy's leg that we exactly, saw. Exactly, yes. Oh, well. Muscle tissue will begin to die throughout the body, a condition known as rhabdomyolysis. Wow, I can't believe you got that out on the first try. Very nicely done, sir. I went to reptileforums.co.uk to try to find uh, some reptile handlers who had been bitten by snakes and described it. And, luckily enough, I found said description. Are you guys ready? Yeah. The thing about taipans, mambas, etc., is that they're all neurotoxic envenomations. Even though you may be knocking on death's door, the bite is nowhere as painful as cytotoxic bites. Try the adders or African spitters. Now you're entering a world of hurt. (laughs) In comparison to studies on childbirth, kidney stones, and other painful afflictions, cytotoxic snake bites always come up. Trumps. Believe me, when you are pumped up to the eyeballs with morphine, twice the lethal limit. I don't know what that means. And when you think it can't get any worse, it does. Oh, (laughs) it does. I would have happily chopped my own finger off to get rid of the pain. It feels kind of like immersing your hand in boiling hot water. But it is not just burning on the surface, it's on the inside, too. Copperhead hurts. Trimerosaurus is a tad uncomfortable, but gangrene and a missing digit from the adder was excruciating. How many times has this guy been bitten that he can compare and contrast the different kinds of bites? It makes me think maybe he gets a little uppity with the snakes. Like he's Well, uh, I'm thinking this is not the job for him. <laughs> you know, if, either that or he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Which is even more disturbing. So that he can He's a masochist. Right, and, educated. Well, I mean there are those um religious I, I hate to use the word cult. Those, I don't cult. <laughs> those those uh, snake handler guys who've yeah. been bitten hundreds of times. The Christian ones or the uh, Hindu ones? Oh, the, I was thinking the Christian, the Christian ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the like Southern Baptist style, like yeah. speaking in tongues and dancing with snakes. Yeah, no, that's taken from like, I think, one line from the Bible about something about he who can handle the serpent is free from sin or something. Yeah, something like that. Ridiculous. And, uh, of course, Steve Irwin, the famous... Crocodile hunter. There's actually another guy called... Snake Master, well, Steve, Austin Stevens. I had heard that Steve Irwin had been bitten dozens and dozens and dozens of times, and then, ironically, it wasn't a snake that did him in. A snake no. or a crocodile that no. did him yeah. in. It was a manta ray, right? A stingray, yeah. Stingray, stingray yeah. yeah. Manta rays don't have uh, stingers. Uh, yeah, I guess it's all in the title, isn't it? Yeah. Stingray. A manta ray would have killed him with its manta. <laughs> yep, that's true. Next on Caustic Soda, mantas. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i've seen a, i've watched a few episodes of austin stevens <clears throat> snake master and it's pretty much a lot of uh him pretending he's in the woods all alone <laughs> but in fact there's probably like six or seven guys behind the camera planting and snakes he gets in all sorts of trouble like he falls into rivers and shit like that <laughs> oh. oh i've never come this close to drowning <laughs> oh really but this time i did with no help anywhere to help me i would have died oh manufactured oh. drama yeah there's, there's, a that. That. there's a lot of that uh, but it's interesting uh because, you know, he finds, like, a 30-foot python and pulls it out of the woods and pretends to be strangled by it and stuff like that. <laughs> what I liked about Steve Irwin, going back to him, is that he just would, like, walk around and find, like, the world's most venomous snakes and then go, oh, here's one of these, and then pick it up by the tail and yeah, show yeah, it yeah. to the camera. Oh, well, she's a lively buggy, isn't oh, she? Oh, look at her. She wants to get me. <laughs> and Austin Stevens does the same kind of thing. Uh, Do you guys know about the spitting cobra? Does it spit? It does, <laughs> indeed. It spits its venom. Uh, so Steve eye. Irwin has done this, and so has uh, David Attenborough. They basically uh, put on a yeah. like a big face screen. You can, use, you can use sunglasses too, but if you get they they can spit up to like I'm not sure exactly how far, but let's say seven feet. And they they just aim right for your eyes, and if it gets in your eyes, then you will go blind. 
So they put on a face shield and tease the spitting cobra until it spat at them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They have too much time on their hands. It's all for your benefit. I would do that with the proper safety equipment. That'd be, again, that'd be a cool story. You know? Oh, yeah. And I was getting spit at by the spitting cobra. What? Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, safety. yeah, and I want a way to impress chicks. Yeah, yeah and you know what? I want a beard of bees next as well, and uh, <laughs> I want a beard of snakes actually. Yeah, <laughs> beard, beard of spitting cobras. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And you walk around and have them hey, spit on your enemies. If Greek mythology has taught us anything, it's a hairdo of spitting cobras. It would be the he do so. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have any personal snake stories? I uh, when I lived in Cam River, our first house on Fern Drive. It was a new development, so our backyard was basically a swamp. Lots of fun for young children to go in. Garter snakes galore. I used to keep mm-hmm. an ice cream bucket of them in the garage mm-hmm. and feed them frogs. And then you one day you wanted to get ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Your mom yeah, went out to get and your aunt was over. <laughs> I'm going to go to the garage and get some ice cream. Yeah, no, you know what? <laughs> That's us. <laughs> an uncanny impression, but that never happened. <laughs> it was an ice cream bucket full Actually, of snakes. She went, oh, uh, no, garter, garter my, ice cream. My mother never discovered my my bucket of snakes. I uh, I just fed it frogs until I lost focus, and then one day I went back <laughs> to find my snakes, and they were all perished. Oh. What's it like to feed a frog to a garter snake? Well, if you punch a little hole in the top of the bucket, you yeah. can watch them actually do it. You see them like swallowing the frog, and they always go head first. Of course, so that's always mm. the leg sticking out last. Yeah. And uh, but then when you peel back the top, they stop. They uh, they, they they don't I like wasn't being watched. This frog yeah. just jumped in here. <laughs> yeah, come on, hey, man. What is this your frog? I no, can't do hey, this no. while you watch. <laughs> yeah. oh. No, they don't like you to watch them eat. It's very fascinating. It's they, like it's like me peeing. And then as, don't <laughs> the, watch me pee. And then as soon as you close the bucket, you look through the hole, and they're right back in in business. So they'd starve if the if you had like a clear plastic. <laughs> but maybe they would get used to that. Maybe they just weren't used. To, they, they're like the sky is opened up. Oh my god! And they were just a little fascinated by this you know, giant looming face over them. I don't know. But so, they wouldn't eat while I, while they were aware that I was watching. It's true. And so how long did this go on for? Probably you know six months or so. And they lived uh, for six months in the bucket. Oh no no no! I, I went through several rounds of snakes. <laughs> my my neighbor's dog. I was. Kind of curious whether or not a dog would eat snakes. So I, <laughs> a beard of snakes. I took a took my bucket of snakes over to my neighbor's Malamute, and uh, the Malamute was terrified of this bucket of snakes. Oh wow! As, it, as they should be. I, I opened the bucket, and he stuck his nose right in there and he jumped. Was, he <laughs> jumped in the air. I'm not even joking. The Malamute jumped probably six inches off the ground. And I then wonder if it was the. the I scent. chased it. I chased it with the snakes, and it ran away from me. <laughs> And eventually, I flung the snakes at Kevin it. Kevin Leeson, snake chaser. Yeah, <laughs> and I flung the snakes at the dog, and it, you flung the snakes. <laughs> yeah, because I was, I was, I wanted to see if the snakes would eat the dog, right, or attack it in any way, shape, or form. But the snakes scattered to the four corners, and the dog ran away. Of course. And, and then I had to get a new bucket of snakes. And did you do that with every bucket of snakes? No, 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 no. That was the that was the sole. Uh, it, it was. Have you ever been to a reptile house? That. You know, what we should have done. We should have gone to the the reptile house uh, in the Vancouver Zoo too. Yeah. Oh, a little field trip. Should uh, give that uh, atrocity of a business some of our money. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a crap hole. But um, <laughs> although I like the tigers and lions and the feeding, I don't. I've, I've never actually been to the to oh, Peter really? Vancouver Zoo. I I go with my niece every once in a while because she's uh, you know like ten years old and right. just loves the animals and stuff. But, yeah, but the reptile very, house, very, funky, yes or no? Funky and, and like smelling? Yeah. 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 And very hot. Like they keep it quite hot yeah, yeah, inside. Yeah. And so you're walking around just going, oh, man. Because snakes have a certain <laughs> but, smell, if I recall. I haven't handled one for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But I like you. 
I would go and collect garter snakes when I was a kid. I didn't keep them in buckets until they starved to death, but, you know. <laughs> well, here's the fascinating part about this. The one thing that I didn't really get is why the snakes didn't eat each other. Because when I opened up, say I had five snakes in there, they were, all five would be in there dead. I mean, well, they're brothers. I guess no, no cannibalism in the snake world. Well, here's my, my theory is that if they're all the same size, they're just going to be slamming their mouths together. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if that's what happened, they died from exhaustion or trying to eat each other. They <laughs> couldn't catch the other tail, right? Or if they caught one tail, or, the other guy would just catch well, his tail. They'd have to worry that it would they be were like the, their own tail. It was like Oro- Ouroboros, uh, the, uh, yeah. the snake that eats its own tail. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. I think I figured that out. I think that's because if they started eating something snake like, it might be themselves. <laughs> so, and, and if any had. They can't feel their own tail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, once you some of the snakes are venomous, so you, know, you bite yourself and ah oh, crap, ah oh, damn it! Here comes some necrosis of the tail. I need that tail. <laughs> Should wrap around a branch. Mm-hmm. So, Torin, what do you do if you get bitten by a snake? Uh, I'll tell you what not to do. What's that? Do not try to suck out the venom. Oh, really? This, so, does, this wait, does not work. Because if Hollywood has taught us anything, it's that you can <laughs> slice it crosshatch and suck up venom. Hollywood has lied to I us? I think the scene, the, that is the theme of season one of Caustic Soda. Hollywood has Hollywood lied to is, us. Hollywood is fucking lying to you. <laughs> Don't believe the movies. No, it's more likely to poison the person that is trying to suck out the poison. <laughs> oh, that makes perfect sense, doesn't yeah. it? But wait, you know, I'm sure I've seen Clint Eastwood spit it out. Oh, well, that's fine then. Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Clint Eastwood can do it. Well, I don't think that Hollywood's telling you to suck it out and swallow. <laughs> There's only one way to deal with this snake venom. You gotta eat it. My stomach Make acid, it into a cake. My stomach acid will neutralize this venom. <laughs> And create an antibody. Wait, I'll spit back in the wound now. No, that's what Paris Hilton has taught us. Tie a bandage uh, a few fingers width above the bite to slow distribution of the venom. Now, the bandage should not cut off circulation. That was a little like tourniquet. Yeah. If help is on the way, keep the victim still, positioning the limb that was bitten below the level of the heart. If you must move, do so slowly and try to stay relaxed. A rapid heart pulse rate will, of course, spread the poison faster. I think you've pretty much got to be a ninja to be able to control your heart rate after you've been bitten by a snake. <laughs> i got to be honest here. It's the, the first thing that isn't going to occur to me is, oh, control my heart rate. Be the opposite um, of that movie, Crank. Oh, maybe you just turn on the CBC radio. <laughs> That'd be a good movie. <laughs> I've been bitten by a snake, I have to lie here quietly for two hours. <laughs> It's it's the next sequel to Crank Numb. Don't play any exciting video games. Oh, th- I worked on a video uh, a movie mm-hmm. named Numb, and it had nothing to do with snakes. When help has arrived, or you've reached a hospital, describe the snake to the paramedic so that the correct antivenom serum can be administered. Maybe you never even saw it. That like, came out of the grass. That's that true. Year. Invisible snakes. Yeah. Invisible snake attack. Uh, do not put ice in the wound. Do not give the victim alcoholic drinks. That thin, seems thin your blood. I can't imagine. I've been bitten by a snake. Let's hit the bar. <laughs> I'd like a Jägermeister, well, please. I could really use a drink after this actually, ordeal. Actually, no, if th- it's painful, though, you might be like, here have, some, here, have some whiskey to numb that pain. Well, there's a drink called a snake bite, right? So maybe they're okay. like, oh, that, maybe that has some anti-venom qualities. <laughs> when <laughs> I have myself a pathologist yeah, what their favorite drink is. <laughs> you go with that when you get bit One next. snake bite, please. I, I I've already had one tonight. <laughs> I've had a real one. Right, yeah. If after being discharged from the hospital, you experience that your gums begin to bleed, or there is pus around the wound, or any sort of unusual bleeding, you should immediately return to the hospital. Because that's that, like, coagulopathy. Coagulopathy. Lopathy. Damn it. Wow, I'm surprised I remember that without looking at it. Here's the thing about snakes and people. Snakes don't want to bite people. No. But people want to bite snakes. I, I don't. <laughs> what? Who wants to bite snakes? Who? We'll should... talk about that more on the food episode. But before a strike, a snake will usually display a few warning signs. Because it, t- it takes a lot of energy to make venom. So if you're not going to use it to get a meal... 
you want to hang on to it for a while. Right. All right. So they'll bear to the fangs, of course, open their mouth wide. They'll make a warning noise, hissing, spitting, rattling, and then they'll get into this, the classic S-shape strike position. So these are all warnings. So if you see a snake do that, just walk away. Yep. enjoyed listening to that song yig snake daddy by the darkest of the hillside thickets you may be interested to know that they which is to say me and my bandmates are playing on june 19th in chilliwack british columbia june so 19th 2010 uh, at the echo room so visit <laughs> thickets.net or check us out on facebook i forgot to talk about the forked tongue do you know why snakes have a forked tongue that is used uh, for them to smell uh the air around them and, uh, in stereo yeah. so if they're getting more particles on the left fork than the right fork they don't know their prey is to the left i was just about to say they're excellent liars it's like binocular vision except it's binocular scent correct bind bind nasal bind what would that binocular it's not probably binocular oculars uh, oculars eyes bismellular <laughs> Again, somebody can email in and correct us. I had a girlfriend who was bismellular. News time. Snakes in the news. Dateline. Rock Hill, South Carolina. April 14th, 2010. Police say an argument between two motel guests ended when one of the men was hit in the head with a snake. 
Like one struck the over, struck the other one over the top of the head with a snake. The victim told officers that he argued Tuesday night with 29-year-old Tony Smith over loud music coming from Smith's room. <laughs> the dispute appeared to be over, but Smith walked up to him several hours later with a four-foot python and hit him in the face with the snake's head. <laughs> Smith surrendered the snake to family members before police handcuffed him and took him to jail. I wonder how the python felt about this whole debacle. They were both charged with assault and battery. Bo- <laughs> no, just Smith, not uh, the snake. <laughs> He remains in the Rock Hill Jail on a nearly 1,100 bond, and jail officials did not know if he had an attorney. An attorney? That's how it's spelled. <laughs> it's not how it's pronounced. Wow. That, that is a, that is a colorful snake. employment of a snake, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> snake deployment. <laughs> when pets attack. Ah, uh, yes. April 27th, 2010, Florida. Charles Darnell discovered the snake wrapped around his daughter's body with bite marks on her head and hit it with a meat cleaver until it released her. Wow. He then called 911 and said, the baby's dead, our stupid snake. Got I'm not going to do a funny voice for this, by the way, because it's actually kind of tragic. The baby's dead, our stupid snake, got out in the middle of the night and strangled the baby. 2.6 meter Burmese python squeezed the two-year-old Shayana to death in July. After oh. climbing into her cot while she was sleeping. No, that's tragic. The parents, uh, I don't know if they're both actually parents, but... Uh, charged with third-degree murder, child abuse, and manslaughter. Sorry, manslaughter over her death. <laughs> the python. <laughs> Did you actually think it was manslaughter? No, like, it's spelled that way. Manslaughter is spelled just, manslaughter. That's how I'm doing the podcast today. Anything uh, spelled, <laughs> is there, I'm just going to pronounce it Phonetic that pronunciation day. The python was not kept in a proper enclosure and had a history of escaping. So these are some dumb parents. He was the papillon of the pipe, python he, world. He just happened to have a meat cleaver. After after reading this one, I uh, dug around to find out some other uh, people being eaten to death by their pets, snakes, stories. Mm. October 1996, New York. Teenager was crushed to death by his pet python after he'd failed to keep the snake properly fed. Grant Williams, 19, was found unconscious in a pool of blood. Wow. The life squeezed out of him by a 12-foot Burmese python named Damien, which was still Damien. wrapped over his body. Well, that sounds, that's just too appropriate a name. Put the 19-year-old down, Damien. He died in the hospital. <laughs> And then in 2008, in Brisbane, Australia, 16-foot python stalked a family dog for days before swallowing the pet hole in front of horrified <laughs> Why children. Why did nobody intervene? In the Australian <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> the police went there and said, uh, let me know when he actually bites him. <laughs> Look, the man. dog police. Look, man, that snake's got a right to be here just as much as your dog. <laughs> the boy and girl aged five and seven watched as the scrub python devoured their silky terrier chihuahua oh. crossbreed at their home in Queensland State. <laughs> I don't like Chihuahua, so I'm okay. The family that owned the dog had actually seen the snake in the dog's bed earlier. Oh, wow. Which was so. a sign it was out to get it. <laughs> they obviously took a lot of care and attention. Just wallowing in the scent of the dog, picking per- up its trail. Perhaps they were tired of the Chihuahua as well and simply didn't take enough <laughs> precaution <laughs> on purpose. They've been watching it be stalked for days. Yeah. Man, yeah. When is it going to get that dog out of here? It's not God. stopping barking. That little yappy. <laughs> the, yes, <laughs> the owner of the Australian Venom Zoo, Stuart Douglas, said pythons typically eat wild animals such as wallabies, but sometimes turn to pits in urban areas. Pits. Oh, not a bad Australian accent. Uh, but, and he was actually called to the scene. <laughs> By the time he arrived, all that could be seen of the dog was its hind legs and tail. I, uh, I'm going to reference the website that I referenced in the first half of the podcast again. 
badassoftheweek.com. He tells a story, and I forget the gentleman's name. It's one of those unpronounceable African names. Unpronounceable by you. Unpronounceable by me, absolutely. There's a lot of N's in, in, in Baways in the middle of it and stuff like that. He's a, uh, you know, a, a farmer in Central Africa. He was walking home from work one day, and he was attacked by a, an anaconda or a constrictor of some kind. And it, it dragged him to the ground and started to squeeze life out of him. And like, like they do. He managed to get his hands on a stick and stuck the stick between himself and the body of the constrictor, which kept it from crushing him. Okay. Uh, and like a wedge kind of a thing. Yes, absolutely. And he pulled out his cell phone and called for help. Snake line. Absolutely, and his, uh, somebody showed up, and they couldn't get the constrictor off of him. They ha- didn't bring well, a weapon. Well, they're all muscle, weapon. man. Yeah, absolutely. So they went to get the police. And snake while police. The, <laughs> the snake police. And while they were gone, the, the constrictor decided to drag him into a tree <laughs> to try and crush him against a tree branch, which I guess is one of their tactics. That's smart. They, like, they, they, use, smart. they use a, a, you know, a device like a tree branch to yeah. crush their victim against it. Well, it's because it's even harder than a snake body. Absolutely. So he was hanging this tree and about to be crushed, and he had to beat it about the head and neck with, uh, with his cell phone, which caused it to smash, so he could no longer call for help. Oh, no. Uh, and, but eventually, uh, some animal control people arrived and uh, managed to shoot it in the head and save him. But I guess the ordeal lasted like four or five hours or something like that. Wow. Gruesome. And so he, he made Badass of the Week that week. And <laughs> oh, yeah. rightfully so. Beating a snake that's constricting you on the head with your cell phone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, being lasting long really enough. really well made. Lasting long enough to, uh, to force it to drag you into a tree to try and crush you even more. One time I got pocket called by someone who's being crushed by a snake. <laughs> Hello? Who is this? <laughs> Prank caller, prank caller. Are you sure it wasn't somebody you knew on the toilet? <laughs> you might have been that too. <laughs> Eat more fiber. Uh, a couple sciencey points Eat about uh, constrictors. They don't actually crush you so much as just, uh, well, they kind of crush you, but they don't like crush all your bones right. into a little pulp thing as well. They, they just, just constrict your breathing. They just make it so you can breathe in. No, you can breathe out, but you can't breathe in. Yeah, and, and every time you is, breathe out, they just constrict a little bit more and you can't breathe in a little bit less. Somebody was trying to tell me that constrictors don't have teeth. And that is patently false. Hmm. Yeah, how else are they going to swallow you once you're constricted? Well, they have they have rows. They almost have kind of shark teeth. They have a rows of very fine, small teeth. Mm-hmm. And if you, you want to get it bitten by, it's probably better to be bitten by a constrictor than a venomous snake. But still, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, but they it's don't just, have those giant front fangs. Yeah, but, but they all like point backwards, and so you can't. It's really hard to pull your hand yeah, out tearing, of it. Rending of flesh, perhaps. Mouth kind of rending of flesh. Let's hit the mythology uh, angle just for a second. I do like mythology. Okay. There are Nagas in the Hindu mythology. Anyone who plays Dungeons & Dragons does that. Or Legend of the Five Rings. Ancient Mesopotamians and Semites believed that snakes were immortal because they could infinitely shed their skin and appear forever youthful. Greece, of course, had the Medusa. The Norsemen had the Midgard Serpent, which was the middle child of Loki and the giantess Angraboda. Yeah, they didn't the um, the Norse serpent uh, was coiled around the world or something like that. Wasn't something like it? that. Yeah. The Aztecs had, of course, Quetzalcoatl, the feathered serpent god. Ah, another flying snake. Christianity. We all know about uh, identifying the snake as a symbol of evil, tempting uh, Adam and Eve to fall into Satan. <laughs> and of course, we already discussed uh, snake handling uh, as a religious ritual. Cult. Uh, Usually characterized as rural and Pentecostal. Not Baptist, like I said earlier, Pentecostal. Got it. And then, of course, Yig, father of servants, as previously sung about in Yig Snake Daddy. By H.P. Lovecraft. Not actual mythology, but 
the bit about Medusa reminded me of there's this uh, comic that I read. It's a very adult comic in that it actually deals with sometimes hardcore sex and stuff. But uh, one of the most recent ones is called Snakeskin, and it uh, stars Medusa. Gaze on my visage mortal and perish. And the guy's just, like, staring at her chest. She's like, my face! I said, look at my face! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snake tits. Which uh, which comic is that? It's called Oglaf.com, and it's uh, it's hilarious. Oh, wait, O-G-L-A-F? O-G-L-A-F. Yeah, it's fantasy and, and it's D&D It's fantasy related. and D&D and hardcore sex. Yeah. Like, there are jizz elementals. Pop culture. Snakes. Why did it have to be Snakes. I gotta jump straight to the Raiders. I'm jumping straight to it because 7,000 snakes in the Well of Souls. Why does the floor move? Is it true more snakes in that scene than in any other scene in any movie in history? As far as I can tell, I haven't really seen a uh, snakeranking.com. Yeah. But uh, I do know, I do remember from a making of that they emptied out every single pet store in England, which is where they were filming it, of every single snake that they had. They only had one type of venomous snake. The rest were all just harmless Pet snakes. Asps. Very dangerous. <laughs> I think that, that if that is the record, yeah. I'm sure it will stand for all time because nowadays it would be yeah, a lot just cheaper. Using CGI it'd snake, be a lot cheaper like to put in uh, snakes on a plane. Yeah. Snakes on a plane. Um, the thing I liked about snakes on a plane was snake cam. You know, oh, yeah. the POV from the snake. That's right. right. Okay. There was a proportionally high amount of genital attacking from you didn't, the snakes. You didn't appreciate Samuel L. Jackson's uh, award winning performance? <laughs> the, thing, the other thing I liked about that is if you watch it on TV, it's not motherfucking snakes on a motherfucking plane. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I have had it up to here with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Yeah. And, and it's not even overdubbed. They actually recorded. They, they yeah, made shit. him record a scene for TV. Yeah. Monkey saying, fighting yeah. on this Monday to Friday plane. Yeah. It's, it's almost as Where, good as this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Talking about sucking the venom out of the wound, they had the scene on snakes in a plane where, uh, where that lady said, is, is there any olive oil on the plane? And they get the olive oil, and the kid got has that huge lump on his arm or whatever. Okay, yeah. And they cut it, and then she fills her mouth with uh, olive oil and spits it into the wound and then sucks it back out. I tried to research it to see if that was an actual like cure or anything. No, it's just... No, it's just, just totally ho- just Hollywood. Imagine uh, the writer coming up with that scene. Like, it seems to be invented out of whole cloth. Like, there doesn't seem to be any rational explanation why that would work. Well, maybe he read somewhere that, uh, you know, don't suck the poison out because you will poison yourself. And he thought, right. well, what if you coated your mouth with something protective like, I don't mm. know, olive oil? That sounds like writing by committee. That sounds yeah. like there were 14 hands on that scene. But here's the other thing about snakes on a plane. Real life snakes on a plane. Oh, wow. Coming back. <laughs> April 13th, 2010. Guangzhou, probably mispronounced, in China. Actually, I think you, I think you came pretty close. It's probably Zhao. Uh, two men arrested in China, two brothers having a feud with the village leader, bought 500 poisonous short-tailed pit vipers at a market where they're sold as food and medicine, released near the home of the village leader with whom the brothers were feuding to seek revenge in a dispute. Okay. Snakes didn't hurt anyone. Brothers arrested and charged with endangering public security. So I how- can't believe it's possible to buy 500 venomous pit vipers at a market in, a market in, China. in China. Especially on a Chinese uh, salary. They don't make a lot of money over there, do they? Yeah, and you'd think the, the guy who's capturing live pit vipers. Well, they, think uh, they, they ordered premium. bulk, right? So, <laughs> That's right. Costco snakes. Yeah, I can't believe you could get a deal on pit vipers because if I was the pit viper <laughs> wrangler, I'd probably be pretty PO'd if I uh, found out that after harassing and... And then one guy came, like, later that afternoon. I'd like to get one pit viper. Sorry, man, we're cleaned out. 
What? Clean I was here yesterday. You had like 500. <laughs> Should have come when I opened. I told you. Conan the Barbarian. Oh, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, James Earl Jones is, into turns a, into a snake. And yeah. then there's the other snake, the, the giant snake. Yeah, the giant uh, snake he kills early on. And then yeah. uh, the arrow snake where he says, Seek. And yeah. puts him into a arrow basically form, pulls yeah. a snake from a coil into a long line and shoots him. No, right. From an arrow into the body of Valeria. Great. Do you want to live forever? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> King Kong, the original King the original Kong, he King fought Kong. a he fought a giant snake. Yeah, and um, it was awesome, like tore it in half instead of the dinosaurs. But he, no, in the original, he fought dinosaurs as well, didn't he? He fought a lot of things. It was great. <laughs> he fought a lot more things, and yet the movie's like half the length of the remake. And well, it should be. Oh, whacking day! Oh, whacking day! <laughs> you guys, remember that episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Yeah, one, it's one of the Love best it. episodes it really of all time. Snake whacking day. Well, they had to stop whacking the Irish, right? Yeah. That's right. Oh, but it was all in good fun. <laughs> yeah, the episode of Simpsons where they have Whacking Day. I can't remember the date of Whacking Day. <laughs> but I'm sure somebody could find out. Well, Torrance being, if you can't see it out there in podcast world, but Torn is being particularly imperious today. I was trying to find out information about a real Whacking Day. There's a real Whacking Day? I think I, there may have been some. Really? I couldn't find any definitive information, but I can tell you about the Rattlesnake Rodeo in Alabama. Okay. There used to be quite a few of them. You, you would go into the woods and grab snakes and hmm. have a big party. So it was but, kind of like a whacking day. Uh, a rattlesnake rodeo, I mean, were they riding these snakes? Were they, <laughs> they putting, like, little hamsters on their backs and seeing if they could last eight seconds? Or uh, That's what they tried to do with the very first <laughs> rattlesnake rodeo. <laughs> but all the hamsters were horribly devoured. So we missed, we missed whacking day. It was May 10th. It was a few weeks back. Oh, too oh. bad. There are similar snake roundups held in more than two dozen communities from Texas to Pennsylvania. For 50 years, hunters have been tromping through piney woods and grassy fields in South Alabama looking for these snakes who live underground in holes. The ones uh, they find are yanked out and put on display at the two-day festival. Afterward, they are killed. Now, as a lover of snakes, this is, this is a nightmare. It's a nightmare to me. Supporters say it's all in fun. It's a snake apocalypse. The hunters get rid of the nuisance to many landowners. <laughs> I like the air quote fingers. Yeah. I love air quotes on a podcast. People pay to see their catch and learn about rattlers. This is what the, the supporters say. Uh, and then there's the fried rattlesnake on white bread for $5. Paper towel included. <laughs> but in the old timey days, they used to flush them out of their burrows by pouring gasoline down them. And I have a feeling they still do that if gasoline is so I was about so to say, expensive. how old timey <laughs> are we talking? Because gasoline hasn't been around that long. 50 years, my friend. Okay, 50 years. That's uh, But, of course, environmentalists and reptile experts are pushing to end the roundups, particularly in the southeast. Eastern diamondback populations are declining to dangerously low levels, largely because of the festivals like the annual hunt in Op. Op. That's O-P-P, Alabama. So I went to rattlesnackerodeo.com. <laughs> A fun-filled family weekend with snake shows, arts and crafts, and food. The rodeo has grown to include other activities such as beauty pageants, ages 6 to 21. <laughs> Ages 17 to 21 must not be married. They have snake races, buck dancing contests. Don't ask me what that is. But Children's activities, uh, ca- karaoke contests, Rattlin Country Concert featuring Nashville country music artists and bands as well as local groups. Do you think the winner of the snake race is allowed to live? <clears throat> do you think that's the, uh, that's the reward for the fastest snake? That it's, we're not going to whack you at the end of the festival? Yes. Because they release him back into the wild? Yeah, it's like Running Man. It's like Rattlesnake <laughs> Running Man. Right. Running snake. I'm trying to think of one of the many quips. Uh, you, you think the girl that Chill wins... Chill out. He miss, has to split. Yeah, there you go. You think, the, <laughs> you think the girl that wins Miss Rattlesnake Rodeo 2010 is... Uh, Eaten by a snake? I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to be famous. 
<laughs> think she's proud of it, or do you think they get press ganged into this it? Is, right, you know. This is step one Don't on my all way to beauty pageant uh, attendees under the age of like twenty one get press ganged into it. Yeah. So rattlesnake rodeo. Don't go. I. Uh, That's I, my I, advice to you. Okay. How about the uh, enemy of GI Joe? Oh, I never. Do you remember Cobra How? La? <laughs> I don't from know. the movie. That, let me tell you. Cobra. That is exactly when they landed from jumping the shark. Or jumping the snake, as the case may be. That's right. I'm totally disappointed in myself because I was the biggest G.I. Joe fan. There was a point in time where Mm -hmm. I owned every single G.I. Joe toy and figure that had been put out up to that point in time. Including Serpentor? Uh, Up to and including the hovercraft. After Anything that came out after the hovercraft, it was hit and miss. Even the the special order stuff, you had to clip UPC codes for. Were you raised in a rich family or something, or just... No. Or did you steal them? They well, when I started collecting them, they were only a dollar ninety-five each, right? So. Oh my God, a dollar ninety-five would buy you an entire meal at McDonald's at that time. Absolutely, and I chose not to eat at McDonald's nearly so much, <laughs> and instead collect GI Joes. I'd rather starve and have GI Joes. And yet, I didn't think of Cobra. It didn't occur to me that I could use Cobra in the pop culture section of this podcast. Thanks. So, what was the deal with Serpentor? He was like genetic engineered from all the evil uh, leaders. Yes. Yeah, wasn't that it? They, like every they dictator the, got DNA uh, from. Like, they, I guess they dug up corpses of like uh, Hannibal and, <laughs> yeah. and Caesar. And, I'm sure they didn't mix Hitler in there, but I think uh, that they might have. Bit. Maybe that was really? an extended version. That's right. And then mixed it with a snake. Yeah, the Cobra. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I had that big hooded headdress. Ridiculously oh, like awesome. It's it not like it was a good cartoon to start with, but then it just... Hush your mouth. And then in G.I. Joe the movie, they gave Cobra Commander, because he had failed over his years, Right. they mm-hmm. gave him some kind of spores in his face or something, <laughs> and then he turned into a snake. Only to be seen uh, many years in the future in uh, Transformers. What? Do you not remember that? What? There's an episode of Transformers uh, after the movie when it had Rodimus Prime as the leader. Yeah. They went uh, and talked to this guy. I think the character's name was like Snake, and he had the same voice as Cobra Commander, but older. Just an old guy in a trench coat and a hat, and you couldn't see his face. And then at the very end, after he's like kind of double-crossed them all, looks up at the sky as the credits are about to come up. That's like old days. Cobra! I don't remember that at all. Oh, wow. That, no, you're going to have to see it. It's yeah. great. Lastly, from my list, is uh, the Serpent Society in Marvel Comics. Oh. A foe mostly of Captain America and the Avengers. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know about the Serpent Society? Yeah, Cobra with a K. You don't K. know about the Serpent Society? No. Uh, Cobra with a K is actually from DC. Start over again. <laughs> see, now I'm getting confused with the Cobra from the Batman Beyond, which is like a cult. Right. But it's based on that DC Comics character, Cobra with a okay. K. Who's uh, in the Serpent Society? Anaconda, Asp, Black Mamba, Black Racer, Boomslang, Bushmaster. Should, need I go on? No. It sounds like the character, <laughs> they all sound like the characters from my Kill fav- Bill. My favorite is Princess Python. Princess Python. Princess Python. Did she have arms that were snakes? Wasn't there somebody who Maybe had arms she that were did. Maybe she did. Maybe she should have been the pinup. Princess Python. We also have all the characters from the Kill Bill movies, all named after snakes. Yeah, Except Black, for the bride. Yeah, but her but original was, title was uh, Black Mamba. Yeah. She was Black Mamba, and that's why it was uh, the African-American assassin in the gang thought it was terribly inappropriate that she be Black Mamba over her. Because mm-hmm. all black people want to be have black in their name. Yeah. Vivica, well, Vivica, Vivica especially Vivica if they're being written played, by white people. Like Copperhead. Yes. Thought she should have been Black Mamba. Do we know why that was? No, I think it's just because it's cool. David Carradine's character, uh, Bill, was also called Snake Charmer. Yeah, no, they were all uh, named after snakes. Daryl Hannah, California Mountain Snake. <laughs> <laughs> that is more descriptive of actual Daryl Hannah than we'd all probably care to admit. I'd just like to say, 
Snakes are awesome. Mm-hmm. Don't be confused with limbless reptiles. Oh. Because oh, okay. there are a few of those. Uh, and such as, can you give us an example? No. <laughs> Next time on Caustic Soda. Maybe it was a conspiracy, a mole man conspiracy. Perhaps all sinkholes are mole man conspiracies. In fact, that reminds me of that Spider-Man episode. Sinkhole shoes they, for horses. They laughed at me when I put these snowshoes on this horse in the desert. They laughed. <laughs> Who's, Who's laughing, laughing now? now? So the, the Great Blue Hole, uh, probably the most famous of... of Great of Blue Holes! Blue. Isn't that what uh, the captain said all the time in uh, Tintin?